Hello and welcome to Black Anna's Horror Podcast. I'm Misty. I'm Ben. And we don't have cool nicknames at all. I mean... Well, we do, but we're just too cool to use them. We don't. Yeah, we, we do. <laughs> we <laughs> anyway, so today we're going to be talking about a few things. We're going to be talking about HorrorCon. Uh, we're going to be reviewing The Lazarus Effect and Stung. But first, HorrorCon. And look, Aww. I don't... No, I don't care. I don't care. I know it was weeks ago, but we've only it just was, now gotten... It was pretty cool. It was our very, first con. It was very cool. It was our very first con, and it was the first um, horror con held in Sheffield. So we were both pleasantly surprised. It was absolutely brilliant. What and a day. I don't care that it was weeks ago. <laughs> For those of you listening that are like, oh, but that was ages. No, I don't care, because we've just now been able to record, so you we have to... We met Savini and Gunnar Hansen. What better day is that? Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. So we go in. You get all the usual. You got... You know, plenty of people in cosplay, plenty of good merch. Everyone was awesome there, to be fair. Everyone even was awesome. Even random people in the car park before we even got in give us advice and tell us where to go. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was great. Well, it what was... A, what I liked about it was that it was it was big enough to be successful, and it was big enough to where they're definitely having it next year. So and small enough so all the zombies chased you. Well, <laughs> it's small enough so that it had a really sort of horror community vibe to it. Everybody had time to talk and chat with you. When you went and got an autograph, it wasn't like, you know, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Sign your sign your photo and then fuck off for, <laughs> for the next Hansen. person. Yeah, yeah. So we got to actually, we, I only got, I could only afford two autographs. And but they, I, they were the best ones. Yeah, so obviously I picked Tom Savini and Gunnar Hansen. I got to hang out and chat with them for a while, and it was brilliant. It was so yeah. cool that I didn't they feel... Both awesome. Gunnar yeah. Hansen, oh my, he was too busy nattering away. He forgot that he had other people waiting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how many Texan people could he have met that weekend? In for England, a yeah. Actually, no, that's not true, because there was another woman there from Texas that I couldn't find. I looked for her, uh... but, um, but Sarah from uh, Primrose Unknown Projects. Oh. She um, she told me that, that there was cool another text in there. Very cool group of people. They'll, yeah. But it was it was brilliant. It had everything that you expect from a horror con, but with a really sort of nice feel to it. A yeah. real, real scary good vibe. Fun. Yeah, sc- lots of scary fun. Um, we took my daughter, my 11-year-old daughter, and she freaking loved it. Who has gone from the biggest sissy to now wanting to watch a horror movie every night. Yeah. <laughs> she got to meet... Well, I, when I, I sort of... This is Tom Savini, honey. This man is sort of a horror legend, you know. And after chatting with, with Tom Savini, she came home and immediately watched uh, Scream and Silent Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I loved them. Yeah, and loved every second of it, you know. Before, she was like, oh, I don't want to really want to watch like anything gore. with gore. Oh, look, he's had his stomach split open. Ace. Yeah, yeah. She she met the master and so was like, all right, I'm ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was a really good time. And, and to anyone living in the UK, especially if you live up north, you know, we don't get a lot of good stuff up north. It's all yeah, in they London. They all tend to be in London, yeah. <laughs> so if you, if you live up north, get your ass to the next HorrorCon. Seriously, go. Go and give them money because... You know, the more people go, the more money we we give them. Then you know we'll the it'll get just get come. bigger and bigger. We'll get better and better guests. If which, you scare them, they will come. You can't you can't really top Savini as, as a special guest. I mean, you know, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, <laughs> it would be it would be pretty badass if they got Campbell. 
But you um, Campbell, Savini, Gunnar Hansen. And speaking of, they had Kane Bill, Bill Mosley was yeah. there. Uh, Bill Mosley was Bill there. Mosley Tom there, Savini yeah. was there. Obviously, Gunnar Hansen was there. And I, if you think about it, for the very first one, for it being a small con, I was pretty impressed that they were able to get those oh, people. Yeah. It was awesome. But you know what I Savini found? doing his whip crack. Like oh, sex my machine God. In the middle of it. Oh. Can we see Sex Machine do his whip crack? <laughs> I think every woman that was in the vicinity went weak at the knees at that point. Oh, God, yeah. Panties dropped. Oh, yeah. Dropped. <laughs> well, the fact that them three were all arm in arm with Savini, and then he disappeared for a while. I wasn't just talking about them. I was talking about every woman in that building. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, he's referring to the awesome cosplay girls that we saw that were absolutely stunning. There was one dressed as Jigsaw. There was an Elvira, of course, which, you know, I, I always want to see. If I yeah. Go to and they a, were really good as well. Yeah. If I ever go to any sort of con or any sort yeah. of horror event like that and I don't see an Elvira, I'm just going to be disappointed. I'm going to leave disappointed. What, what was the other one dressed as? Was she vampire? Morticia. No, she oh, was, was Morticia, Morticia Adams. There was a vampire there as well. There was a vampire. But no, I said I didn't know whether they had the biggest smile when all three of them were around him because it was either Tom Zavini smiling or all three of them were. <laughs> I know he was I know he was happy in the middle of all of that. Oh, I'm sure it's nothing. That's just in that's just your average your average day for Tom Savini. That was lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not fussed about that sort of thing. He's he, that's that's his day. That's his average day surrounded by beautiful women i'm gonna pretend that that's true yeah that's that's tom savini's life yeah he he hangs he lounges around surrounded by beautiful women and i'm sure he's got the crotch revolver at home somewhere (laughs) wouldn't you oh i'd wear it everywhere (laughs) i'll be i'll be on my way to work (laughs) i don't i don't think i'm fairly positive that's illegal in the uk it might not be. I mean, does it specify? You guys are really into your yeah, specific. If you don't wear bullets, I mean, they'll think you're just dressing up like something at the time or something. Just <laughs> <laughs> got anyway, my collar piece on. I'm on my way out to town. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so go go to HorrorCon. It's going to be next year around July time. This year it was July, the weekend of July 11th and 12th. Next year, go go get your money and go because. And a massive shout out to our friend Jason. Oh, a massive shout. I've got a few shout outs. I want to do a shout out of Vital Publishing. Just released a comic book called Purity Ring. They also have quite a few other horror comics and they were so sweet. They were such nice guys. Oh, yeah. And their comics are brilliant. The artwork's good. You know, the stories are interesting. We spent the last of our pennies on that, I think, didn't we? Uh, yeah, that was, I think that was like our last five bucks that we <laughs> yeah. spent on their comics. Uh, couldn't even get lunch on the way home. We just had to get it. <laughs> They they were absolutely brilliant uh, guys, and so I really, if you're into comics, check them out. Primrose Unknown Projects. Okay, oh, I want to talk about these guys for a minute. Legends, Lee and Sarah. They are the nicest people, and they let me act completely childish and bounce around them with, you know, in stride. They didn't seem annoyed by my hyperactivity yeah, at all. They lost you, though. Yeah. <laughs> But they had the scare attraction as you're walking in, and they were only given... Yeah, the pit. The pit. (laughs) And they were given a really small space, and so you're thinking, okay, in a space that small, not a lot you can do, but I love a scare attraction, so I'm going. And, you know, it was actually our daughter. Yeah, it was actually our daughter that was, yeah, let's go. So we went in, not expecting much, but they did it brilliantly, because... You're, they hooded you, so you couldn't see anything, and you're given that a sort of... That was the worst bit. It was so disorientating. Well, it was... And it, they messed with you it, constantly. It, it was suffocating as well, because you couldn't breathe. It, those They were not very breathable hoods. <laughs> but anyway, so you follow the rope through the little maze thing, and they, given the small space, you know, they, they would obviously come up, grab you, and, and scare you and things like that, but they would turn you around repeatedly. But you're supposed to hold onto directions. the rope and, and within the first ten feet of walking through, the rope disappears. 
and then you're stood in the middle on your own in the dark and then somebody runs up and grabs you by the head and starts yelling at you oh yeah and then move you all over the place and then you have no idea where you are which was which was really i think that was brilliantly executed because you know you only have a small space but they managed to make it feel so much bigger by disorienting you and it wasn't a quick one in one out they kept you in there for a while yeah yeah yeah. they and they sent you through one at a time which also made use of the the limited amount of space they had so if you again if you see a uh a scare attraction by primrose unknown projects go for it yeah go check it out absolutely it will be good and hopefully hopefully they get a bit bigger because their plan is to get more and more extreme with their scare attractions start building them up because i don't you know we don't have a whole lot of stuff like that over here we do not have tons and tons of scare attractions like back in the states you know i miss them so much especially people (laughs) are willing to come up to the north absolutely but they're they're based around sheffield they're they're from rotherham i think if you're ever at something or hear of an event that they're doing they're always looking for more scarers so feel free to get in contact with them yeah they're on facebook check them out stalk them if you will like i don't do that at all yeah, be but... prepared to be stalked back <laughs> i'd like to obviously give a shout out to tom savini and gunner hansen for being such oh, gentlemen yeah. and uh making especially making my horrorcon experience just so memorable and making my daughter's horrorcon experience so memorable uh, i mean 11 years old you're meeting leatherface that's a big moment for a kid you yeah, know now next year we've got to take her and all her friends oh yeah she's already gone to school and, and invited several of her friends so yeah we're, we're gonna have... be surrounded by effing preteens yes i know i can swear on the podcast we're gonna be no. surrounded by fucking preteens that yep. are gonna be giggly and crazy anyway and the jason cosplay guy oh. riff raffalope as he's known to uh, me on massive, instagram massive shout out to massive Mr. shout out to him he dressed up as um he wasn't actually jason Voorhees. he was imposter roy yeah roy the imposter <laughs> he came up uh he gave my daughter his machete and did a bunch of pictures with her of her like stabbing him and and all this other stuff and just he made it so much fun he really uh, I will have to point out at this point that I became in charge of taking all the photos because Misty was way too excited and shaking and giggling <laughs> like a little preteen herself. I was like a chihuahua. We so I had to take control of all the photos. Well, you know, that's what you get for not letting me so. have booze beforehand. So if anyone wants to check out the photos, go to the uh, Black Anise Facebook page. You'll be able to check them all out there. Um, And the Black Anise Instagram, which doesn't exist yet. It's actually just my Instagram. It but will soon. Yeah. It, it Probably will be. by the time this is released, so it's a bit of a pointless thing to say. Yeah, by the time we post the episode, <laughs> there will be an Instagram and I, the I'm pictures will be there. I'm definitely keeping this in the recording. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That's... It'll be there by the time you look. Don't worry. So a big, big, big shout out to uh, Riff Raffalope, um, otherwise known as Imposter Roy, otherwise known as Jason Cosplay Guy. That's awesome. Uh, and next year we're here. He might be going his Leatherface, so keep an eye out for him. He told me he was work. He is working on his Leatherface costume. And from the look of his Jason speak. one, it will be good. It'll yeah, be excellent. I'm very excited to see it, and I'm very the excited. Mountain cosplay. Um, so if you're listening. We will see you next year, and you better be uh, all kinds of leather-faced out. <laughs> the plans he has for his chainsaw he was telling me about on Instagram sound amazing. I can't oh, wait to see it. to keep that one quiet. <laughs> anyway, another thing that, moving on from HorrorCon, go to HorrorCon, go. Save your money and go. Anyway, moving on from HorrorCon, another another thing I wanted to mention tonight is Dark House Theater ooh yeah Dark House Theater is a they they are doing an Indiegogo campaign right now and I'm gonna pimp it so 
just prepare yeah. for the pimping. <laughs> yeah, check out our page and numerous other podcast pages <laughs> where it has been posted by said colleagues. So Dark House Theatre is an all-horror theatre company based in New York. They are trying to raise money right now, and hopefully the plan, the end goal is to have two big horror theatre productions a year. The first one they are wanting to do is called Slasher. And it looks like a lot of fun. It looks yeah. like a lot of fun. So if you're a theater fan um, and you love horror, or if you're just a horror fan that would like to see some good horror in a different medium, you know, donate. Donate to these guys. Um, they're going to be fundraising all year. They're going to be doing another fundraiser around October. And um, I'm hoping to get an interview, which actually I, I will be getting an interview with Brian Williams. I talked to him today. And he's a really nice guy, and he's very passionate about what he's doing, which, you know, a lot of horror movie directors these days are a bit lacking in <laughs> yeah so get on there check out their uh, indiegogo page absolutely yeah check out their indiegogo page yeah, uh, check out their website yeah give them some money absolutely and uh if if they are able to fund this uh check out their productions but they're in new york so obviously you have to immediately ne- let me know how they are because yeah. <laughs> i can't go or to them if you're prepared to donate <laughs> and really want to see them you better get booking your ticket to new york and if you do, go take your phone and film it for us. And actually, I'm going to go ahead and play part of the video they've posted to Indiegogo uh, with a bit of information about them and about the uh, the project. So here, here you go. Dark House Theater was born over a shared passion for great, scary movies and ghost stories and campfire lore. But at a certain point, it's only so much fun to talk about your favorite movies with someone else. And we realized that as theater artists and storytellers ourselves, that it would be a lot more fun that we use our own storytelling style and voice to bring our favorite scary stories to other people. Mounting a production in New York City, like doing anything in New York City, is incredibly expensive. Between renting a theater and lighting and sound and costumes and actors and directors and blood, the list goes on. It adds up. So we're asking for your help. We're trying to raise $35,000 to put on a really incredible production of Slasher, and also to lay the groundwork for a company devoted to putting on two definitive great scary stories a year. So yeah, if you like what you heard, go check them out. Have a look. Donate. Even a dollar. Even two dollars. You know, yeah. there there can never be yeah. too much horror and in the world. if you're some rich, massively rich horror fan, donate them like... I don't know what do they need now. Donate them about like thirty thousand, thirty-two thousand two hundred and seventy-nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, on to our oh dear. Yeah, I know what's coming. <laughs> I know, I know. So oh. yes, on to our review of the Lazarus Effect. Here, check out the trailer, and then we'll we'll get on with the mm. review. Zoe, it's Frank. You're probably really scared and confused. We're gonna fix this. We fix this together, okay? You and me. It's too late for that. I love you. Let's make some history. In three, two, one. Zoe. Zoe, no pulse. She's been electrocuted. You're talking about bringing someone back from the dead. This isn't some lab experiment. This is crossing a line. This is a human being. (laughs) 
Subject shows signs of confusion. <laughs> the subject's brain continues to create new neural pathways. Something's happening. I'm changing. Subject is extremely aggressive. I can't predict how this will end. Zoe, please! Right, so... Now you've listened to the Hollywood hype advert, we shall so, tell you what it's really about. <laughs> so that, that's, that's the trailer. And I'm, sh I'm sure that you can tell by the, the intense excitement in my voice that I'm really looking forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the advert makes it sound so promising. Um, well, I am changing the name of this film officially. <laughs> we are not calling it The Lazarus Effect anymore. Lazarus Defect? No, no, that's really good though. I was gonna call it the trope effect, but I like the Lazarus defect better. Let's stick with yours. <laughs> I mean, this movie, there is. Okay, I'm gonna try to get through this without sort of going into a rage. <laughs> Basic synopsis: Group of scientists hmm. discover a serum that brings the dead back to life. They get shut down unexplainedly by a shady government organization or corporation or something that we never learn anything yeah. about and is completely irrelevant and really want all their stuff but then never do anything more there's well that's the thing they're completely irrelevant shut down and then you know they're like oh well we've totally got to replicate the experiment because they took all our stuff and then yeah. they replicate it and you know yeah, yeah. i mean it's Okay. One dies, they bring her back, she then gets superhuman powers and goes Well, psycho. no, she comes back evil. She doesn't she yeah. get superhuman powers or come back psycho. She obviously, she died and she brought something back with her. It's the same shit that you have seen a thousand times. Just done worse. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Like, every trope you can imagine is just all up in this movie. <laughs> it's like a crap cliche medley. <laughs> <laughs> What gets me about this, right? This is meant to be because he even says the line to the to the dean of the university where they're doing these experiments. Oh, is this your big pharma friends? And it's like you're doing medical research, aren't they funding you? <laughs> Don't yeah. you get your funding from and big it comes pharma? That he was actually well aware of this the entire time, so he was well aware they were funding and that they'd be monitoring him. The entire time. Well, yeah, they. She says all of your videos, all of your research is uploaded to the university servers, which is viewable by anyone but and later everyone on they are like, in the they've university. They've been spying on us. No, they just browsed the internet's <laughs> database, which you is there for the videos. anyone was... at the university to see. Yeah, <laughs> what I found really hilariously bad is that this you know whatever company this big pharma or whatever this group is supposed to be that seizes all their equipment you hear nothing about it it's yeah. never expanded no upon evil plot or anything like that they're <laughs> just like you've broke the rules we're taking your stuff and reclaiming all of your funding in all of your experiments because they technically belong to us and they're all like Ugh. but uh, nothing <laughs> happens with them 
for the rest of the movie. Well, they're, they're, they're mentioned. Yeah, I was like, say, they're, they're mentioned later on. But that's only like them speculating. In no. the movie, nothing actually happens with no. the company. No, they find a program on one of the laptops. It's like, oh, they've been watching us for months, and that's it. Yeah, they get but, one little but mention. Are, but they already knew that. That's what's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's it. You get no, there's no reason for it given. There's no, I mean, there, there's just no purpose of it. It's of the existence of this in the movie except for to cause them to have to come back and replicate the experiment which is hilarious because so because obviously they took all this stuff out of their lab so you know oh whoever this is is gonna take credit for our Lazarus serum so we have to replicate the experiment prove it's ours to prove that we did it like because people t- I, I'm sorry I, but I, this, do you, this do you, is what gets me right Evil pharmaceutical company comes in, confiscates all of their lab equipment, all of their samples, <laughs> yeah. and everything they have. Yet they have all the stuff to redo the experiment <laughs> already there. Still. Well, it's because that one, um, what's her name? Was it Zoe? Yeah, yeah because, because yeah, Zoe. Zoe had a stash, stash of the this serum. This giant, giant bag of it that they obviously didn't see. No, it was like in her purse or something. She just had kept a massive bag of it it may sound like we're nitpicking it may sound like we are not suspending our disbelief it was just that comical it was just that bad yeah because i'll sit there and suspend my disbelief all day long you know i will watch a movie with the most ridiculous things in it and be into it if it's a good movie but this is just bad (laughs) it's this movie is one of two things all the way through either predictable or stupid I think it's just both of those things the whole way through. <laughs> I don't think it's either it, or. It's either, that. it's either ridiculously obvious <laughs> or it's just not interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, wait, where were we? They're, oh, they're replicating yeah. the experiment. Okay. So, so their lab has been shut down by the evil corporation. And they're going back to replicate the experiment. And they send their intern, who's been videoing all of this, um, in with the dog. And... She just walks past the security guard. I guess nobody informed this guy that any of this went down. And, and Yeah, he's just chilling out. Yeah, they're like, oh, our cards, our key cards don't work anymore. So how are we going to get in? And she, But she's able to just sort of walk in and be like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and then they all sneak in. They all sneak in, yep. And they're going to replicate the experiment with one of the many dead animals that uh, they have and... on, you know, in these little morgue cabinets. Yeah. Their, their collection of bodies, which weren't confiscated. They were just obviously left there. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, fuck it. That's got to be somebody else's job to clear out the dead animal know, car- right. carcasses. Send her in to get everything. You know, you don't want any of, you know, the actual, like, experimental bodies they were using or anything. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, not, not important. Anyway, so, so yeah, they when, when they go to replicate the experiment, and when um, Zoe flips the switch, she had forgotten to take her jewelry off. And dies and dies she's electrocuted falls to the floor to me that was probably the best part of the movie if they did it there it would have been quite i would have found that a satisfactory ending (laughs) or if it was a chain reaction and they were all standing in a puddle just electrocuted dead movie over yeah if it went all like final destination just dead 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 end of movie oh awesome right i left it with a smile so frank um obviously which i did not mention this earlier but frank and zoe are engaged um, 
And so Frank, who is the lead researcher, and Zoe was sort of like the co-lead re- researcher. She, yes. she, like Frank was it's, definitely it's in charge. It's very nondescript on how that's all working. Yeah, Frank was definitely in charge, but Zoe was definitely above all charge. of the other. <laughs> yeah, she was above the other researchers. So Frank is all kinds of distraught and, and sad and and everything. Um, so of course the solution is we've got to use this on Zoe. So they plop her on the table. And um, use the serum to bring her back to life. Shouldn't have bothered. <laughs> and of course, you know, ke- keeping with the tropes, she comes back not right and evil and exhibits. She's now a demon. Yeah, it exhibits the, the typical demonic de- behavior of having black eyes and levitating and flickering lights because evil fucking loves to flicker the lights on and off. You have to. You don't have to. I mean the unwritten law as soon as you're possessed <laughs> make lights flicker lights must flicker I think it's like the first ability they, they learn that, yeah, that, that's them learning their demonic powers yeah. they're practicing on the lights first before they start flinging people around <laughs> oh and the dream we should touch upon the dream throughout uh, this Zoe has been having this reoccurring nightmare of her in a like burning um, hallway into it. yeah it's like, it's like it looks like the, the hallway of an apartment building um, and behind the doors, there is a fire, and yeah. there are people burning. Trapped. Yeah, there are people trapped in these burning yeah. apartments. And you find out that you find out that she is. This all reviews a spoiler, and we're not really spoiling it. Yeah, it's not like you couldn't see this shit coming a mile away. That's anyway, <laughs> um, you find out that that it's a memory from her childhood, a traumatic memory, and she had set her apartment building on fire when she was a kid, and the neighbors had died. So, in this reoccurring dream. You know, this is what she sees. And there are points when, you know, after she becomes evil, she sucks other people into this nightmare. Yeah. Um, yeah. She makes them see it and, uh, and then Helen shoes and people die and she goes... They don't die yet. So yeah, she, she, she starts popping them off one by one. She really. starts basically taking them out one by one. Didn't the... Didn't the, didn't the, the she could have just gone all blah and taken them all out in one hit, but no, you got to take your time. Yeah, well, she, yeah. Didn't the... Because uh, she, she killed the dog first. It was a dog she took out first. Yeah. She was looking in the mirror when she realized there were, that she was... Not quite right. Not quite right. And the dog is sort of growling behind her, and it doesn't even show it. You will show the deaths of everyone else, but you're not going to show us the dog getting killed. Yeah, that's because the dog was the only only character in the movie anybody cared about. <laughs> Possibly. He, he was the best actor and most people, interesting. Yeah, but you know what, though? that's People are really sensitive about that shit these oh, days. Yeah. Like, you kill a dog you in a movie, people get really butthurt about it. Dogs and cats. Nope. Man, fuck all that noise. Everything, every living thing is fair game <laughs> in a horror movie as far as I'm concerned. You freaking stab the goldfish. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see that in a movie now. <laughs> oh. um, Where were we? Yeah. So she kills the dog first. Uh, she takes out, uh, was it Nico next? Crushes him in a cabinet. Care. Yeah. Yeah. One they try of them. To, they try to pretend like there's some sort of sexual tension between her and Nico and she smashes him in a cabinet fake stoner character didn't she she like yeah she like telepathically choked him with his vape yeah shoved the vape pen down his throat or something like that nobody thought of just getting it out 
Well, they tried to. They just after ages. <laughs> it's like they left him five minutes. Thought, oh, let's actually take that out of his throat. <laughs> oh, oh, just too late. Yeah. After yeah. five minutes. It, it, yeah. Basically, she takes she takes everyone out one by one. Then you you know the innocent student Eva, who's been filming all of this, sort of goes into her little hallway dream and sees her as a child and is like, oh, only you can open the door. And she opens the door and it's all white and you think it's over, but you don't because nobody would fall for this because it's done so badly. And you see firemen coming to her rescue in the background and, oh, no, it's not really a fireman. It's Zoe. It's all being created by Zoe. Who breaks her neck. And that was my favorite part of the movie when she breaks her neck because they did a good neck breaking on there. That was actually quite good effects on that. Yeah, the sound was perfect. Yeah, yeah. That that was was the only part of the movie that I was like that was a good yeah. neck break and then <laughs> skip to the end she can't bear to be without her her boyfriend I don't Beyonce. no 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 don't put words into the demon's mouth we don't know what she's doing all the bodies are stacked up that is next true. to the that table is true She's bringing him back to life, but why are the rest of them stacked there? I think mm-hmm. she's bringing them all back. Uh, just bringing more demons back. Just bringing more demons <laughs> it's back. It's the only bit it leaves open in the movie. You know, and it's open it's, to prediction. Every single bit of it is predictable as fuck. I mean, seriously, if there, there's no point in even watching the movie. Just imagine what you think it would be like, and it's and, probably better than yeah. the actual movie. Actually, I originally watched this with a friend of ours, Sugar, who will be popping in and doing reviews here and there when she has the mm. time. And uh, she said the only good thing about it was that the kid from American Horror Story is in it. He's the stoner Eve, kid. Evan Peters, who's, yeah, who's the fake stoner kid. And it reminded her that she hadn't finished last season. So she was like, oh, right, yeah, I need to go finish last season. <laughs> yeah, also, the one bonus movie, it reminded someone else to watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we have a positive yeah so it reminded someone to watch something completely different so um we well before we rate it do we recommend it <laughs> <laughs> no oh, that's the funniest thing about, don't no we yeah. don't the big if, head, no if you, if you think about watching this movie if you think ah uh, you know what Fuck their review. I'm going to give it a chance. Go watch Flatliners instead. That's why we ended up with it. I thought, ah, new movie. Don't look half bad. No, it was bad. (laughs) I was completely mistaken. I got taken in by Hollywood trailer, new movie. I might check it out. I wish I hadn't. (laughs) So, yeah, if you're thinking about watching this movie, just watch Flatliners instead. Or or go stand in traffic. (laughs) Don't don't do that. We do not advocate standing in traffic. (laughs) It'd be more pleasant than watching that movie. So rating. Uh, oh, by the way, if you're looking for nudity or gore, meh, none of it. There's fuck all. Yeah, all the murder scenes in it, pretty docile, boring. Apart from the net break, that's probably the best bit in the entire movie. And that's not even, that's not like no, a no, gore. That's it's not, not gory. gory. It's, there's just, no gore. it's just more entertaining. There's no gore. There's no boobs to distract you from that's, the shittiness of it. Yeah, that's purely more appreciation for how they've done the effects. No gore. No, it's the kind nothing. of movie that you watch and after you're and done. I wish it was better. No, after you're after it's over, you're angry that you sat through it. We did um when I first watched this with our friend Sugar, we did a test review uh for this episode. And when we played it back, it was just me and Sugar bitching and ranting about how bad it was. I mean, we we were pissed off immediately afterwards for having sat through it. It's the kind of movie you sort of watch it and then think uh, 
I need to just watch something else right now to get it out of my brain. <laughs> out of five? Out of five, yeah. Out of five. We decided on hatchets because who doesn't like an axe murderer? So out of, out of five hatchets. Out of politeness, I'd give it one, but I don't even really want to give it one. A broken I, hatchet. I give it... <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give it a one as well, just because I'll, I'll reserve a broken hatchet for the truly, 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 truly bad, bad, bad close. ones. It was, it was close. There's a lot worse. Oh, that, just well. wait. I've got such good things lined up for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh goody. Oh goody. So. So, so consensus of one hatchet, we'll give it. We'll yeah. let it have one. One, one we'll hatchet. Let it, we'll let it have one. <laughs> so, yeah. Purely there because you it go. had some budget. <laughs> That's it. The dog was a good actor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the dog earned them one. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the Lazarus effect. Avoid it. Do wow. not watch it. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and we'll have a quick break, and then we will be back with our review of Stung. Oh, yeah. See you in a bit. Well, you made me weak And you made me moan when you cause me to leave, child, my happy home. But someday, baby, you ain't worry my life anymore.
Do you like movie reviews that are insightful, thought-provoking, and delivered by somebody who's trained to critically dissect every aspect of a motion picture without ever having to use obscenities? Then you've got the wrong f***ing show. Kruger Nation Horror Podcast is ready to feed your slasher movie and exploitation needs. There'll be more blood, expletives, and titties than you can shake your grandma's beetle flaps at. Visit www.krugernation.com. Looking for something different in your podcast library? Then why not check out the podcast Under the Stairs? I'm the host Duncan McLeish and joining me each week will be a special guest as we examine some classic old school horror favourites as well as some modern classics. That's not to say that we don't tackle some of the, let's say, more questionable entries into the horror genre. And if all that wasn't enough, we have a subset of shows called Baz V Horror, where our horror novice, The Baz, tackles horror in all shapes and forms. To see who will come out victorious. So what are you waiting for? The show can be found at podcastunderthestairs.wordpress.com and on Stitcher and iTunes. The Podcast Under The Stairs is a proud member of Legion Podcast Network. This is Duncan McLeish from Under The Stairs, signing off. Hello and welcome back. Did you miss us? You Probably know. not. No, they did. They, they, they didn't. They so missed us. <laughs> they were texting 20 times during that break. No, they weren't. Had some cool music and some little adverts for some other cool podcasts. Christ. Let's just get on with the trailer. I know a joke. Do you want to hear it? <clears throat> not really. What is a bee's favorite movie? No idea. This place is a piece of shit. You'll see it has its charms. Hey there. Put you in charge, huh? You got much experience? Yeah. I'm good at serving drinks. I'm good at consuming alcohol, so really I'm overqualified for the job. He likes you. Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure I'd rather jump off a cliff. Hey, Mr. Mayor, everything okay? Yeah, this party needs an autopsy. <laughs> Did you see that? There are these massive wasps flying around here. You should be careful. Ow! They're like this. They're huge. Avoid everything here. It's, it's bad. Oh, poor baby. Thank you all for coming. And for leaving the kids at home. Ah! Help! I think something's finished. Those bees. They're not bees. Those are wasps. Who gives a shit? Bees, wasps. How the hell can all of this be happening? How do I know when you'll be back? You don't. Ah, no!
All right, so that was the trailer for Stung. Uh, this movie was recommended to us by a friend of ours named Seb, who awesome. delivers big furniture on a big van. For me. <laughs> <laughs> he told us to check it out, and so we did. And after quite a bit of rum, we've come to con- the conclusion that... It was a good choice. It was a good choice. It was a really good choice for when you're drinking. For me, I, I don't know how you feel about it. It's got a bit of a Shaun of the Dead sort of comedy horror feel about it i wouldn't go that it, it's, far. it's not quite Shaun of the dead level but a good watch i'd say it's a fun i wouldn't say Shaun of the in the style of comedy i wouldn't even say that's really the same it's a fun movie yeah oh, that, that. that's what i mean you know it's, it's just a fun watch shouldn't we be doing some sort of synopsis or something like the pros like the professionals yeah but we're not pros damn it it's all your fault ben we're definitely not pros <laughs> we sit down drink rum and just babble on about stuff we watched all right that's then. not professional totally professional <laughs> there's no script here anyway the movie opens with paul and julia driving in their catering van to cater a very fancy ish party like but not not like proper fancy party but more like eccentric old money oh, type yeah. of party you know for the wife of a big pharmaceutical company owner who is deceased but she's a crazy old lady who's just decided for some reason to have a party well they said he said in his toast that they were going to try to make it like an annual event honoring his dad or whatever um anyway so they drive out to this big old house kind of run down you know but a big old house nonetheless they set up and paul starts to see these big ass wasps you know just one or two at first and they're really big and weird looking and for oh, someone like me that's yeah. fucking petrified of wasps and bees and shit it was just wasps don't bother me but them things would yeah they're fr- they, yeah Ugh. they were just weird look even if they weren't that big they're still fucking weird as hell looking yeah <laughs> they're just anyway so the party continues we're introduced to a few characters we're introduced to the son of the sydney woman who's throwing the party sydney who is kind of very stereotypical weird like he's got a hunchback and it's sort of established that he's mama's boy he's a mama's boy his mom runs the show and he's an adult that still lives with his mother and and uh isn't really able to make his own decisions we're introduced to the mayor who's drunk as shit and pretty cool i might vote for this guy i mean he seems pretty he seems pretty cool (laughs) lance hendrickson the mayor also most people know him as wayland from all the alien movies or Pumpkinhead. Oh, Christ, is that him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't even fucking notice. Which is why he's so awesome. Which is also why I shouldn't have so much rum before I watch a movie. Yeah. Because I should have really, really picked up on that. And again, I know we're skipping ahead, but one of my favorite characters. <laughs> he was a pretty cool character. So we're introduced to a bunch of characters at the party. Most of them don't really matter. That's true. Most of them don't really matter, but they're there for... Incubation. Incubation. So Sydney has to get up and give a speech, which is just one of those shitty, boring speeches that you see people give at these things. And he slaps the back of his shoulder because he's been stung by one of the giant freaky wasps. In his hump. Right in his hump. Right in the hump on his yeah, back. Yeah, uh, it's just gross. <laughs> and what follows is a shit ton of these freaky-ass big wasps pouring out of a hole in the ground and just going batshit on all of these guests. Which is pretty hilarious, for me anyway. (laughs) And somehow, amazingly, with catering powers, 
Paul and Julia are able to make it inside without... With the maid and Sydney and his mother and the mayor. Yeah, the maid, Sydney, Sydney's mother and the mayor all make it inside the house, lock everything up, try to figure out what to do from there. Yeah, because what we haven't mentioned is when people are stung by these, you know, reasonably large wasps, when they are stung, they seem to suddenly spawn a human-sized giant wasp. Well, yeah, it's like those wasps that lay their eggs in meat you know and then the larvae sort of hatches out but instead of caterpillars yeah but instead of that process it just instantly a giant ass wasp splits out splits out of their body uh, which is which is fun in multiple horrific ways yeah i quite liked it guests are splitting open all over the place and giant seven foot wasps are crawling out of their bodies Uh, and our, our five survivors are in the kitchen they're they're in the house trying to figure out what to do Paul, Julia, and Sydney go into another room. Use the phone, isn't it? They're trying to yeah. call, they're trying to alert the authorities, and uh, none of it works. So they come back to the kitchen to find Sydney's mother transforming. She didn't transform, does she? She didn't turn into. She it. erupts into the queen bee or queen wasp. Yeah, yeah. Wasp busts out of her, uh, takes out the maid, and so we now have Sydney, Paul, Julia, and the mayor the badass mayor, running for their lives. So they all lock themselves down in the basement, and they stay down there for the while. The mayor immediately busts into the wine, which, fucking who wouldn't? In that situation, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's great. He's just like, well, we're fucked. I might as well just chill out and have some really nice expensive booze. <laughs> right? Seriously. Which that, you would. That expensive-ass wine is going down. I mean, he I'm doesn't wait. All hell's breaking loose. He just walks straight up to the real posh wine rack. He's like, <laughs> mm, good year. <laughs> yeah. Who can follow him? Oh, hell no. Who would I mean, seriously, that's exactly what I'd be doing, getting shit-faced. Yeah, so they're down there trying to decide what to do, and Paul decides he's going to get the van and they're going to escape, and then realizes he no longer has his keys. Which, they're in the basement for a while before they think, we should get the car and escape. It seems like, like time, obviously it's not real time, but time seems to have gone by. It, yeah, that's one thing, it doesn't address how long they're down there hiding. It, they had to have been down there for for a good few hours. I would I mean, think so. It, it doesn't really show that though. You don't quite know how long. Yeah. But a while. Yeah, they're, they're in there for quite a while. And uh, they decide to get the van and escape, but because they don't have the keys... Paul decides he's going to go out and get them. Like a boss. Like a boss. Like a motherfucking boss. Um, So he crawls out the window and does the most amazing stealth moves to get to the keys ever. He's falling over fucking tables. He's tripping over chairs. He's slipping on random blood and gore that's on the ground. Um, Like a ninja, this guy. One thing we haven't mentioned yet, though, (laughs) is, is Paul himself. He's the unlikely hero because as clumsy as he is, he's very take charge and organizes stuff very quickly. He's suddenly taking control of the situation. I mean, he's got his head screwed on. He knows, right, this is stupid. Let's get out of here. We need to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And organizes everyone. Well, and he does it straight away from the first sort of big sting where someone falls to the ground and starts convulsing he's right in there you know calling ambulance everybody get inside all all that sort of thing but he's portrayed before that point as the sort of stoner slacker you know jokester sort of guy when the shit is the fan man's got his head screwed on yeah which you know who doesn't love a man like that but 
going back to his stealthy going for the keys, <laughs> the clumsiness. I loved that. I did. I really loved that. I loved that. You know, you get you get a bit, especially with these creature features. With a lot of these creature features, you know, the person that takes charge is usually an insta badass, and it's nice to see someone. Slipping and sliding in all the goo. Yeah, someone a bit more real. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I mean, obviously, it's not a realistic movie in any way, but you know. Yeah, you didn't go full on Rambo. Yeah, it's like anybody watching this, it's like, I know that guy. You know, my friend, fill in the blank, is just like that guy. You yeah. know, it's nice to see that bit of clumsy. He's realism. very intelligent, but, you know, not extremely physically able. Well, I wouldn't say he's very intelligent. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> he's your average Joe. Yeah. You know, he's just a regular guy that is not, oh, I used to be in the special forces back in the day kind of shit yeah, that you get from these creature well. features. Yeah. <laughs> The bus boy suddenly comes out. He was in Nam in like black ops. <laughs> I may ju- be, just be a simple bus boy now, but I used to be special forces. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So he scores the keys, and then the dog, and then the, yeah. There's this yappy little dog, and I, I hate a dog. yappy. I hate a yappy little dog. And he sees it, and he's uh, tries to get it to come to him, and everything, and. Obviously, the, the, the dog starts the dog, spazzing out. But and, you know right from the start, that dog does not look quite right. Yeah. Something's up with the dog. Yeah, so dog-sized wasp pops out of the dog, and he uh, he has to fight it off with an ice pick. That Yeah, he's holding off really well. <laughs> At the same time that he is battling with the puppy-sized wasp, Sydney, back in the basement. With his itchy hump. Yeah, his hump hatches because he was stung in his hump. And a like the head of a wasp is sort of jutting out of his shoulder and has taken sort of mental control yeah, of him. Yeah, it's like a symbiotic relationship type thing going on with him. Yeah, yeah, like the, the wasp doesn't fully hatch out of him. It's just sort of the head is there and it's taking control of the rest of him. So obviously they they try to fight him off. They're screaming. Paul kicks the puppy wasp's ass and hauls ass back there. This is after his epic dive through the window just to find out what's going on. See, that one bit totally was a very Shaun of the Dead effect. He just feet first, jumped straight through the window. And then he's like, what's going on? Yeah. (laughs) Smacks Sydney with his shovel. And then they drop a big shelving unit on his head. (laughs) Yeah. And then run away. Oh, well, yeah, you don't want to stick around. For something like that. Yeah, I know. You see in a lot of movies, they'll drop it on him and then they'll be like poking him with a stick. Is he dead? Yeah. Rather than, this is crazy shit, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. They're like, oh, is he, is he I'm going to go up to it really slowly and I'm touch gonna, it. Yeah, I'm going ta- to take his pulse and then give him a makeover. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, we might as well change clothes 47 times while we're here. I mean, he's dead, right? Uh, <laughs> let's not check. Let's just. Let's not check. Let's have a shower. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen so many of those movies. I love that. Yeah. I love the. I love the random shower scenes that happen. Anyway, that that's gone. Well, I'm sure we'll come to them in future episodes. Oh uh, yeah, that's not, nothing to do with this movie. This movie gives us no random shower scenes. Yeah, and nobody Sorry. gets clean in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they run out and they're skulking through the mansion, and right. they realise it's been transformed into a wasp nest and the inside of the house is completely it's covered in like this thick waxy substance which is incredibly hard and they're skulking through the mansion use of the word skulking i don't Don't hear that word enough these days they climb all the way through very quietly come across a wasp and hide and they leave and then they carry on through the mansion they get to a door which has been masterfully sealed shut by the wasps from the outside and the inside yeah so they try cracking open with a shovel 
which doesn't work because it's incredibly hard. I mean, you know, regular size wasp nests, they're they're not, you know, you could take one of those out with a shovel, but when it's sort of giant wasps, yeah, when it's a bit like stronger, you 15 know. feet long wasps. Yeah. yeah. So the mare, our drunken badass mare, busts the bottom of the door out and is grabbed by one of the giant wasps. Pulled halfway through. Pulled halfway through. And is getting chomped. Yeah, getting chomped. They, they, they don't sting him. Well, no, because it can't get its stinger to him, can it? It's just got its head there holding it, on to it him. It couldn't get his stinger to his like leg or something or his foot. Well, no, you think how long they are. That is true. They are pretty huge. Yeah, so he's chomping at his gut and he's screaming, yeah, telling them to run. Yeah, just ripping his guts apart. Because he's a bit of a badass, to be fair. He is a bit he's, of a badass. He's just telling them to get the hell out of there while he goes. He grabs a fire extinguisher and wedges it between his bloody ripped open gut and the wasp's great big mandibles and boom. Yeah, wasp bites into the fire extinguisher explosion ensues uh so we're left with paul and julia the lone survivors who have to make sort of make their way through the mansion they get out and when they get out of the door that they leave from they see this sort of tiara and loads of bloody bits of body slop to the floor in front of them yeah they look up all belonged to sydney's mother so they see this big badass queen wasp sitting on one of the awnings above them and what would anybody else do and what do they do run they haul ass. Yeah, yeah, they haul ass. They they haul ass, and they end up over near the greenhouse. Yeah, the greenhouse area. And are met with a wasp, which stings pull straight through the shoulder. Right through too, and you see the the like the goo come out of the stinger, like he's, it's trying to inject him, but it's it's all the way yeah. completely it, it, it's through like his a good shoulder. Foot through his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. She runs out with the ice pick and starts slashing. Was it the ice pick or was it the car keys? No, it was nice. It was the ice pick. Starts stabbing the shit out of the, the end of the stinger and breaks it off. And then the wasp knocks her the fuck out like a rag doll, just like forty, fifty feet through the air yeah. into the bushes. And obviously, she's knocked the fuck out. Certain amount of time passes. She comes to. Paul's gone, and that's when she crawls very aimlessly towards a wall and then just breaks. I liked the breakdown scene. Yeah, I. I Again, just like uh, with Paul's clumsiness when he's going for the keys, I liked that point of just exhaustion, just physical and emotional exhaustion. Yeah, where you can she, see that they've had the adrenaline going all that time, and then finally there's that sort of shut off. There's and that she's crash. Just gone, yeah. Yeah, it just crashes for her, and she just sort of breaks down and, and cries like a baby against this wall until she hears here. Paul scream. Yeah, she hears Paul screaming bloody fucking murder and then sucks it all back in yeah sucks it up and it uh, goes and goes to rescue paul yeah and then it cuts to paul who is restrained in the basement with sydney and his mother who seems to be the head bitch wasp who's communicating with mother yeah well because he's got that freaking little wasp shoulder yeah <laughs> as he's like apparently paul's like the chosen one to have yeah one of these larvae the sydney's got a sentient hump <laughs> um, sentient hump i love that <laughs> So Julia rescues Paul. They haul ass out of there, escape in their catering van. As they're escaping, she cuts the gas line, breaks that, and you see all the fire lighters and everything they had for the party, all in a big pile in the because they hadn't set that up for the evening yet. And as they get in the van, she lobs a lit one into the into the mansion, and they bolt off. Paul driving, and boom, whole mansion in flames. I mean, massive eruption. And they're hauling ass. Think they've got away? And then uh, 
Fire wasp. Giant fire wasp. Giant fire wasp. Giant fire wasp comes. As if just giant wasp wasn't bad enough. Giant fiery wasp. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use logic or or anything like that to say. But how does the wasp fly? The fire would burn up his wings. No. Mutants. It is. You have no idea what they're made of. They're like adamantium wings. (laughs) Uh, So fire wasp attacks the van, crawling all over the van, and then they hit the brakes and it slams on the front and they're flying, and then it's sticking its stinger through the front of the window, trying to get them, and they just look at each other, hold hands. Yeah, Paul reaches through the window and grabs the the fire wasp and is holding onto the stinger because Paul's a badass. He really is. And that, then that they is just like badass level ten at that moment, hand in the fire, holding a giant wasp stinger. Yeah, while driving a van. Yeah, and uh, then he just floors it and slams into a tree to take the wasp out. And then obviously they're unconscious. Paul wakes up, uh, yeah. wakes Julia up in time to see uh, the rescue squad, Finally. the ambulances, the cops. And everything arrive. They put him in an ambulance, and they finally. finally oh yeah, get yeah. They on. they put him in the ambulance, and they're like, "Yes, score. This would be a great time to fuck." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're bloody messed up. Hold through your shoulder. What do you want to do? Fuck it, man. Have some sexy time. So they start fucking going at it in the back of this ambulance, and uh, I love this moment. And the the ambulance driver comes and sees them and shuts the doors, and they think all is well until. A police officer goes in close to examine the, what's left of Fire Wasp, and a giant fucking cow head lands on him. Yeah. <laughs> just lands on his head. That made me laugh so much. Yeah, just cow head. <laughs> um, and you see a swarm of these giant wasps, but they're even bigger than the they're other like giant twice wasps. twice the size of the yeah, original ones. Twice the size of the other ones. And they're all black and white like a dairy cow. Yeah, and the front one flying off's got a cowbell ringing off its neck. (laughs) Yeah, on his neck. And they're coming in and movie ends. Epic. (laughs) So we put in a few spoilers there, haven't we? More than a few. We've kind of given the whole movie away, but... If they don't want spoilers, they shouldn't listen to us because we spoil. So, that's that's stung. What did you think of it? Loved it. Yeah? Yeah. It is going to be one of my all-time faves, I think. Really? Yeah. For, see, that's what I was saying in the whole debate with like, the whole Shaun of the Dead type thing. For me, it's all there with that. Wow. I really what? enjoyed it. For a lot of the creatures, I mean, I think it's because there's so many poor creature features out there that I've seen recently where they've tried to bring out, you know, the whole sci-fi. Anything with, with sharks. Awful <laughs> CGI and, you know, giant dino croc and, oh, yeah, all them type of ones. And finally, a, a really well done, funny, you know, good effects, good storyline. I loved it. Oh, that's that's awesome. I liked it too. I thought it was a lot of fun. I wouldn't put it up there with Shaun of the Dead. You're fussier than me though. I am fussier than you, yeah. Um and I take Shaun of I the like Dead very seriously. <laughs> 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 but no, I wouldn't put it up there with Shaun of the Dead. But it's a fun watch. It's definitely something if you're sort of chilling with a few drinks and a few friends. Uh, put it on and give it a watch. It's a good creature feature. And honestly... There's some good gore. There's a lot of giggle moments. There's, there's some gore, yeah. There's, And I loved the practical effects. It's not all CGI. Yeah. And the CGI that they did use... Was, was mainly was, just on the wasps on the outside of the building. A lot of it was all... It was done better than, like you said, a lot of the creature features that are out now. Yeah. It was done a lot better. It's like somebody done it on a chalkboard and slapped it on the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's CGI, and so there's plenty of moments where you're just like, that's not that great. But it doesn't matter because the practical effects and the spirit of the film are there. Well, uh, make up for it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was really good. I, it was fun. Yeah. It was a fun watch. It's not yeah. serious. It's not something to get intellectual about. Yeah, no. um, I mean, they could have used so much more CGI and they chose not to, which I liked because that would yeah. have ruined it. Yeah, practical. I always love seeing practical effects. Yeah. Love seeing any practical effects in a movie because they're just not used enough. No. Not enough. But, I'm, you know, over the past, I'd say over the past few years that, you know, movies have been getting back to the practical effects. A lot of them have, yeah. You know, so that's that's a good thing. But not usually in these movies. No. Not in the creature that's features. That's why I love it so much. Yeah, absolutely. No, a lot of the movie is back to old school, which is good. Yeah, it, it was good. It was a fun watch. Um, so do we recommend it? Very much so. Yeah. Get out there and watch this one. Yeah, catch it. Catch it. If you like creature features, give it a watch. It's a lot of fun. If you don't like creature features, then, you know, you'll probably hate it because... It's a creature feature. So, yeah, give it a watch. I guess the last question would be, how many hatchets do you give it? As much as I loved it, I'm not going to give it a full five. I'm going to give it a four. going to give it a four. Purely because of there are bits of the CGI, but as a movie as a whole, I still did love it. So, a good solid four from me. Aw. Um, I will give it... I'm going to give it three and a half hatchets. Three and a half? I'm giving it three and a half hatchets because... You know, like you, you touched on earlier, I'm a bit fussier than you, and I save the fives and the fours for the, the really, like your shinings, your things, <laughs> your fucking they live. Your cult classic. My, yeah, yeah. But this is a good movie, and I don't want to discount that. You know, it's really good. It's a fun watch, but yeah. it's not, like you said, it's some of the scenes with the CGI are a bit CGI-y. But not much. But not much, yeah. There's... It's not that bad. It's not too bad at all with the CGI. Um, I've certainly seen a lot worse. So yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a three and a half. Cool. I hope everybody enjoyed our first rambling podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be gentle. It's our very first one. It's our first day. Two cups of tea. One for you and one for me. Drown out the pain from polluted acid rain and flaming gasoline. Until we're clean Two dead police One for hope and one for peace Watching government lies Leak into your empty eyes From the TV And women's history <laughs> Yeah Three dead police Bye One for thanks and two for please In every single town Every officer is down
You know those old-time radio shows with the married couples who bicker about the kids and the car and the neighbors? Our podcast is a lot like that. Yeah. Well, if you replace the kids, the car, and the neighbors with devil movies, theology, and vodka. My name is X. And I'm Cootie. And we are the hosts of Kiss the Goat, a different kind of movie podcast. Every episode, we review a devil movie. You know, possessions, exorcisms, the Antichrist, and we stomp a mud hole in it, even if we like it. We are huge fans of comparative religion, and we love to compare real belief systems with what Hollywood seems to think belief systems are. But don't think we're not civic-minded, because each episode includes our Satan in the News segment, where our fearless correspondent, Sin Fallon, documents the eternal struggle between good and evil. And, as high-functioning alcoholics, we give every movie its own drinking game, so that you can enjoy the movie just like we did, ripped to the tits. (laughs) And there is ever so much more to the show than that, and let me tell you, It ain't for kids. Hell, it ain't for most adults. But it might be for you. You won't know until you listen to Kiss the Goat exclusively on the Legion Network of Podcasts. That's Kiss the Goat. We're the lighter side. Of the dark side. Gosh, I wish there was a podcast that talked about horror movies from a female perspective, while also having completely random and hilarious tangents about how being a creeper is totally not okay, and how you shouldn't pee in someone's butt. Well, you're in luck, because now there is. Really? Tell me more. 
Creepy Kitch is the podcast for you, hosted by two ladies who aren't afraid to tell you off if you deserve it. Every month, Cindy and Stacy bring you a plethora of commentary, hilarity, and righteous rage directed at the misogynistic fuckheads who, despite being subhuman troglodytes, still have the brain capacity to breathe. Where can I find this amazing show? At creepykitch.blogspot.com or on iTunes by searching for Creepy Kitch. Creepy Kitch. They're creepy and kitschy. Mischievous and bitchy. <laughs> um, we're still learning, but I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoyed hanging out with us. And join us for episode two, coming up as soon as we can possibly get it get it done. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.